Welcome to Sound Off, WKNC's daytime music podcast, where we discuss some of the latest news and do one in-depth album review. My name is Michael Jones, also known as DJ Ones, and alongside me I have... Kristen Southwell, otherwise known as DJ Vice. And Sarah Hager, also known as Serenade. This week we will be reviewing the new pornographer's latest release entitled Together. But before we do that, let's get to a couple uh, news articles that kind of stood out. Now, first one, this is kind of a follow-up to the Record Store Day conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago. The results came in, and Record Store Day 2010 absolutely demolished previous records. or not Well, not records, but record other Record Store Days made it the biggest day for indie record retailers across the boards. Vinyl record sales shot up 200% just for that one day. So without a doubt, it seemed as if Record Store Day is becoming a resounding success as it gains more and more artists to produce exclusive tracks just for the day and, uh, I don't know, labels that come and support these uh, retailers. Right. Yeah, no, that's awesome. We actually, we went to the record store the other day and uh, with the Chancellor, actually. That's really great. <laughs> yeah, we tried to find, it, it was really funny, we tried to find older albums and... Actually, almost everything we were looking through were the newer albums. I think that's just the place that you've gone to because I mean, the the one record store that I grew up in basically was uh, mostly older stuff. So right. that's just more of a you know yeah that was in a school p- kids whichever way. That was actually my first time like looking for new records on vinyl. It was really surprising to me, like as never done having done it before, like how much was available. Well, I mean, it's, it it. I agree completely. When I first started purchasing vinyl, that was one of the f- things that really jumped out at me. But I think that this is you're seeing a shift maybe back towards more traditional means of buying physical copies. Now, we've spoken about this a little bit before, but especially right. when you bring along the incentive, buy the vinyl, get the digital download as well. People are going to go to it just because they like the uh, the physical, yeah, the novelty. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say novelty. That seems like you're insulting well, it. It depends if you have a record player. That's true. well. If you don't have a record player, you have no reason to be purchasing. <laughs> no, records. yes, you do. Yes, Only, you do. No. Yes, you do. Because Only if you want to look like a hipster douchebag. That's exactly no, no, why. <laughs> Although I am wearing a V-neck shirt right now. Um, I, if they have cool album art, you have it as what like. 12 by 12 size. Oh, like a poster versus, size. Yeah, which is really cool art to hang on your wall. And then you can have, like, even if you don't have a record player, you can still enjoy the art in addition to the music. Yeah, actually, um, I can't tell if this is related or not. So I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, I'm a graphic design student, and we just had our seniors do their capstone projects, which is pretty much like they pick whatever problem they want and try to solve it via design. And um, one girl had done one that was completely about trying to recreate like what you would be purchasing with a CD. Um, and it was like completely different packaging. Like one side was like a book and there was like stickers and it was just like all this stuff that totally made it worthwhile. Um, so, you know, maybe they're onto something. I think, I think the industry is evolving is what I'm saying. Would you say evolving or devolving? I think, well, I mean, even though they're buying an older mean of technology, they have to co- find ways to compete with downloading music, um, whether or not they want to be hipsters. They have to convince people to get up off the couch, move away from the computer, and go to a store. What a novel idea. Well, when you think about like what you do with a CD, I, 
I have a CD and a record player, and uh, Sarah will soon have access to that record player because we're going to be roommates. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like when I think of buying a CD, I think of something I'm going to throw around in my car, something that's probably going to get scratched up, something somebody's probably going to spill a beverage on or step on, or a number of terrible things. You completely described every CD in my car right now, actually. <laughs> or like borrow and never give back. Somebody will, you know, so... The idea of a vinyl, to me, I think is novelty for that reason, because it kind of is obsolete in a way to the other technologies of we 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 thought of the compact disc for convenience, but in the end that ends up getting destroyed. So like the the vinyl to me is something that says this is an artifact. It's a shift away from convenience and more along the uh, lines of experience exactly There's, oh my gosh i know this is such a design conversation right now so eloquent i can't Let's believe quit it. it Let's quit it and <laughs> to answer your question about evolving or devolving i think it's evolving in all ways because you have that mp3 mp4 play it anywhere from your phone car shoe whatever toaster you forgot toaster i did forget toaster <laughs> but and I mean, that's to the convenience comment. Like, you have that in, un, intangible, non, how do you, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Intangible <laughs> experience with vinyl? Is that what you're trying to get across? No, no. Intangible with all the MP3 oh, files. Right. Yeah. And oh, then if yeah, you want yeah, that yeah. hard copy that you can hang on to and have, you have the vinyl. And I I think that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Let's <laughs> move on. Let's, great. Let's, let's move on to um, this next story now. This when I saw it, I wasn't as surprised. I will say, I was not as surprised as I was more uh, disgusted. But I, it didn't really shock me that, that a band would think of such a ridiculous premise. But it is Juju, the art rock uh, pop band. They want your hair. Well, maybe not your hair, Kirsten or, <laughs> or Sarah. But they want fans' <laughs> hair. Oh, I thought that was a hair comment. So, I was so, like, give me a break, no, 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 Jones. No, 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 no. But, but the idea is they want fans' hair. Uh, if you give them locks of your hair, it shows. They will give you, I don't know, some type of swag that you can take back. And what they what do a, you mean by swag? Like, swag is a kind of weed, Michael. Yeah, that's... <laughs> swag stuff we all get. S-W-A-G, swag. Oh. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> thought weed, too. No, swag is like stuff we all get. That's what it stands for. Okay. Okay. But you just get like little, I don't know, juju things, basically. I can't remember what the article exactly said. Although you could check it out on TJ One's Five Facts from the Past Music a Week. A special package. A special package with a co- a juju comb and sticker. Oh, comb. That's great because it's hair. All right, but the idea is they are going to take this hair, um, burn it, and then film themselves burning it and inhaling the smoke. Is that safe? No, it can't be safe. What? <laughs> this is. <laughs> What point are they trying to convey with this? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's an art. Look, you're looking at the picture. Uh, of, Sarah has pulled up the picture of, of the band. And bloody t-shirts with real blood and blood being spit into the other band member's mouth? Is that blood? Is that I, um, it might be water. I don't know. Giveaway t-shirts written in real blood. No, no, they've done that before. Uh, yep. Again, I, I feel like this should be a health hazard. <laughs> I don't know, but this is this is just from what they've done in the past. This has come to be expected from Juju, but what? But if if you're cutting your hair for a cause, shouldn't it be for like 
Lots of love. Yeah. (laughs) Something that isn't more than, I mean, are they just trying to be extreme? No, I mean, they've always been extreme in those ways. I mean, their music video for Dear God, I Hate Myself is basically a woman vomiting for about three minutes. What? That's it. The the music video for, for probably their lead single off of their last album is a lady and she's vomiting. She's forcing herself to vomit for like three minutes. Now, I, I'm not familiar with this band, but if they're using that as a way of being like awareness about bulimia, no, I don't then think I can see a point. I don't really. No, <laughs> I highly doubt that is the point behind your... all of this. It's more along the lines of we are super duper experimental and we're going to take music into a more visual format. So that's shock are, value. Aside, aside from, well, I mean, you could call it shock value. It's really a matter of determining what do you consider as art anymore. Do you think they hang out with Marilyn Manson? No, I don't know. Okay. How is their music? I've never listened to them. It's it's experimental. It is. It's is kind it of that experimental pop. I'm not a big fan. Okay. But people like it. Uh, Can I pull it up? No, don't pull it up right now. Okay. No, Sarah. No, Sarah. <laughs> I'm interested. I guess that's the point. Like, I'm interested now. I want to hear what their music sounds like. Yeah. They do all this crazy off-the-wall stuff their music could be cool sometimes you have to wonder like what are the intentions behind something like this is this a promotion is this something that is if their music's weak and this is just a crutch to stand on i or or maybe it's just something for their fans to identify with but man at this point in their fans are getting into a really niche market because there are not a lot of people that are really like art experimental pop fans who watch three-minute videos of a lady forcing herself to puke and then cut off their hair, give it to the band for them to burn and inhale the smoke of. Um, this article mentions that they're all, they're going to be teaming up with Deerhoof. Is um, Deerhoof isn't that extreme though, correct? No, maybe maybe it's just or, about a tour. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe they balance each other it's, out. Then it's the cover song. Is what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> it starts the paragraph in less brain warping news. <laughs> <laughs> and they're internationally pretty successful it looks like wow no i mean they definitely have uh, a, a following from a fan's perspective i would think that was really cool like <laughs> okay kind of i don't know i gave a bondi my business card once and like saw him like put it in his wallet and like put it back in his pocket and i was just like a bondi is sitting on my name somewhere so i guess in a similar perspective like maybe this is a way to in an extreme fashion, get in touch with their fans. I mean, how would that make you feel if you're like, a particle of my hair is in their lungs? I mean, you have a, you make a point. <laughs> All I can think about is that episode of Family Guy where Meg like makes pie with her hair in it and gives it to Brian. She's like, I'm inside of you now. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good, a good time to uh, change stories. <laughs> All right, final story of the week that kind of stood out to, to me, at least. Uh, Colin Malloy, of course, with the Decemberists. He is extending his deal with HarperCollins. He's got it set up to write three more children's books. What did you guys think about this one? I love him. (laughs) He is so amazing. And when and you're just like, wow, what kind of mind does it take to like write songs like this? And then I saw him at Bonnaroo, and just the way he talks too is like. 
it's it's crazy. I want to keep on tab how many times you reference Bonnaroo okay. throughout the podcast. <laughs> I totally can't make fun of this. When I, that's when I saw them. Okay. This is about music. Oh, fine. Yeah. You get a music festival. You'll see. So Little first, ones. Of, <laughs> first of all, I was super disappointed to find out that he was married with children. <laughs> um, I heard he's a jerk. I heard he's hey, actually a hey, jerk. Hey, no. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Don't ruin my Question fantasies. people's integrity here. I'm just I, saying. I we love can question voice. each other's integrity on the show, <laughs> not other people's. I want him to sing me to sleep every night for the rest of my life and read me his children's stories as well. Oh, like I could totally see him writing children's stories. Like, or songs. Is it like songs for children's books? No, no. They're just children's books. Oh. He's done stuff in the past and now he's kind of returning oh. to do a little bit more. He it's- signed a new deal. So this is going to set him up for a while to write more books. Now, I believe his wife is uh, also very artsy. Yeah, she she's sucks. A, oh. <laughs> she's Wait. an illustrator, I'm sorry. if I'm not mistaken. I know nothing about her. You want to show her? Oh, you just think I she sucks because want... she's married to him? <laughs> yes. Um, but the series says the three best things I could want in a series, adventure, magic, and danger. No. <laughs> That's what all their songs are about. I mean, if you've heard The Hazards of Love, you know like that was just one big epic story. And, it, and it's got such an intricate plot that's got like themes that are related to fables and stuff that little kids just eat up so you think this is definitely uh, a good thing easy and healthy transition oh, for totally him. totally i'm probably gonna read it i'll be oh, honest my kids are gonna read this <laughs> no right. i don't have kids do you I think just... do you think it'll appeal to the the indie parent crowd i don't know that sounds so stupid to say because i hate to think that you know, indie douchebags are having kids. Oh, hey, judging's yeah. for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I could see that. I guess I could yeah, so see it. There's an audience for the people that. Oh, well, there's definitely an audience. You have to think about too the popularity of children's culture coming up with the indie crowd. I mean, look at how successful Where the Wild Things Were was. Where the Wild Things Are was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, television shows that are cartoons. So she's the one that, modest mouth. Yeah. Oh. So I I think there's a connection between the childlike spirit and the indie culture. Perhaps. <sighs> indie hearts never God. grow old. <laughs> oh God. That just makes me feel so gross inside. Don't yeah. ever say that again. Right. That's called emotion. I think this is gonna be a healthy transition, but uh yeah, that emotion stuff. Who needs that? I th- no, it's definitely it's definitely a transition you could see happening. Uh, he's, he's done a little bit before. This is going to be incredibly profitable for Harper Collins. There's no doubt about that. Signing him for more books is, is a genius move just when it comes to uh, making more money. I'm going to read them. But it's it's definitely something that's going to be beneficial. But how do you think it will impact or change songwriting for future Decemberist stuff anymore? Oh, all their songs are already stories. Though. Oh, so you don't think it's going to have any impact at all? No, I don't at all. If anything, it could maybe give them more inspiration for new material. Like, oh, this is a really good chapter. Let's sing about it. Have you, are you watching this? You no. Know, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, it's like, I don't even know what this, this is. This is so relevant. I don't know what it is either, though. No, I'm definitely going to plan on looking into this. Oh, my sure. God. Wow. We're watching a video that was in the article about it. The Altered State of Drugachusetts. Drugachusetts? 
He's dancing. There's I, giant I eggs with mouths. No idea what you guys There's, are doing. They're right pills. Now. Wait a second. Wait a second. This can't growing be. on trees. Is this for what is this for exactly? I don't know. It was, it was, it was a link off the. Uh, it was a link off the. Album. Oh, and he's got a pipe in his <laughs> pocket that talks to him with a good. Tea. All right, I think All that's enough. about enough. That's about enough for the news this week. So at least what we can get out of that is the book is going to be very creative. <laughs> Hopefully, I, you know I think it's a given. It's going to be creative. All right, and with that, we're going to move to our album review. Once again, you are listening to Sound Off WKNC's Daytime Music Podcast. This week, we are reviewing the new pornographer's fifth studio album entitled Together. They're releasing it off of Matador Records. First impressions for Together by the new pornographers. Um, I felt like it was a good album. It was a great album. Uh, I would definitely listen to it again. There were some parts that I felt might be a little weaker than others, but... As far as standing out from their other albums, um, I think that's up for debate. I'm not as familiar with their older albums. I'm, I'm familiar with Twin Cinema a little bit, but uh, I think it's it sounds just like what they used to produce, but what they used to produce is really good, so more of the good. They had a really good beginning and a really good end. Like those, It starts strong and ends strong, and there were great harmonies throughout the whole. But like you said, there were some parts that were weaker than others. Uh, just first things that, that I thought, uh, they're, they're really developing more along the lines of their last album. I think they're kind of per- perfecting the Grandoy sound of Challengers instead of those like Twin Cinema. They seem to be moving away from that more than they are sticking with the sounds from the previous album, Challengers. Uh, this is an installer, uh, I just can't speak anything. This is a stellar effort from them easily. I think this is one of their most consistent to date. And I really did find something enjoyable in almost every song. But almost. yeah, in almost every song. I mean, most, most I, I, I do think, I will reiterate this, this is, I think, their most uh, consistent effort to date. And it's taken them five albums, but I think they've done it. If they were going to, I don't know, I, I could, you could say that you could get closer to a perfect album, but for at least for them, but I don't know. This is a good album. I'll say that. Is it is up. it ever frustrating for you when, like, what do you listen to when you listen to music? Because I always want to get into their lyrics, but sometimes it's really frustrating for me when I have no idea what they're talking about. Even from the title of the song, I have no idea what they're talking about. I like, definitely look into that, too. Like, I want to know the meaning. I want to know the metaphor. Or just, like, what they're singing about. Like, Silver yeah. Jenny Dollar. I had no idea what they were talking about. It, I don't. I don't think that as a band they're focusing so much. No, on it's not important. It's the just, the depth of their it lyrics. Is important. It's no. I, I no. I, I agree that lyrics are important, but I don't know if, if it's an a pop band is looking so much into the uh, the depth of their lyrics as they are to how well that they roll with the melodies. No, the melodies are definitely. I think what makes the new pornographer strong. I mean, you think sure. about uh, they have these like really driving beats and then they have this like little i don't know i really like their harmonies that they constantly have i I feel like that's something to me that sounds like classic new pornographers but what i'm talking about is when i want to listen to a song and maybe think that i can relate to it the songs like silver jenny dollar i'm like i don't wait i don't what what am i even doing with this i don't know i don't it's yeah it's a personal thing i guess no there's there's uh, there's attempts at, at songwriting where you don't really understand too much of a purpose behind it. And I mean, that that's definitely frustrating. That can be frustrating for people who really 
want great songwriting and look after it on a constant basis. Now, I wouldn't say that I'm that way, although I do hold lyrics to uh, a high degree. But at this point, it was more along the lines of, okay, this is a super happy pop album. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting the most um, metaphorical lyrics or even the most straightforward, just blatant things out there. But they serve their purpose for the most part. Yeah. I, can, I mean, some of their other songs, like I think of like Showstoppers and stuff, like at least you kind of know what they're going with. But I don't know. I like songs to kind of find some meaning to me. I want to I want to understand where it's coming from, not even if it's just through the lyrics. And I think that is one thing is because most of the songs are so upbeat and happy. Like I, w- I want to find distinguishing qualities in them through the lyrics. But and that's Aside what can from... make a bad song good, too, is if it's a really bad song, but the lyrics speak to me and connect to me in some way, I'm going to keep on listening to it. Yeah. I'm into it on my Facebook status. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I you mentioned this earlier about the Decemberists. Uh, and I thought this was because I wrote it down, too. It says, I want Nico Case to, to sing to me forever. She has a great voice. Um, There was one song where she had, I think, My Shepherd. Yeah. Her vocal uh-huh. range on that was amazing. Right. No, that that was a really awesome show. She, she keeps proving voice. herself as one of the best singers, mm-hmm. uh, at least to date. I'll say to date. At least in, in the genre that she portrays, especially, she's up there. But especially coming off of uh, her solo effort last year, this is another movement in the right direction for the band. Now, a couple of weeks ago... We were talking about how much the, I believe it was the success of Nico Case was going to overshadow the rest of the band. What do you guys think about that? Definitely not. No. Definitely not in this album. <laughs> I it asked the adds question. a lot no, to music. It, it doesn't no, in but... any way because they're they're able to keep that balance, which I yeah. was really impressed of. I you know I thought this would be Nico Case heavy, um, and I mean it, it's really balanced. It's just a few songs, and yeah, they're, and they're great. Most I think of them the leading she... single, definitely, to interrupt you again. <laughs> Most of them where she is, like, taking the main parts, she has the male voice underneath hers to help balance it out, even still. And that Sounds is one so thing good. that I think is recognizable, is that they all always have a balance. Um, yeah, wait, what's I going to say? What was the song? Which which ones are solo? What? Which ones are, sorry, solo, new release, the the release, the single? Single crash solo. years. Okay. I know is a single. Disagree. From... I like that song. I, I like I like the whole album, but um, I actually somehow got my hands on your hands together in March, which was a super early leak, and I got it kind of legally. So DJ <laughs> ones don't hurt me. But so I, I've been loving that song and replaying that song pretty much nonstop since I've heard it. So I've had allegiance to it. <laughs> what's What's your favorite song? Because I think mine, I really liked uh, Up in the Dark. I thought that was really clever, clever song. And I also liked If You Can't See My Mirrors. With Up in the Dark, one thing that I thought was really cool is when I'm picturing music in my head, I picture like it building on top of other instruments. And the bass started it out for me. Mm-hmm. It had this like one simple bass slick and everything built off of that and like was coherent with that, and I thought it was really cool. The, f- the first track on the album blew me away. It was uh, distinctly new pornographers in sound, and I think that's one thing that is just an amazing attribute by the band themselves, because if you ever hear a new pornographer's you know, song, 
it's hard to, I, or at least for me, it's hard for me to mess up knowing what is new pornographers from what is not new pornographers. It's just because they have such a distinct sound that, uh, and, and that's what's great about them. I mean, it's one of the great things about them. Since you're more familiar with them, what do you think of some of the slower sounding songs? Is that unusual for them? Sometimes it. I mean, they've done it before. Because I haven't heard any of their slow songs. I think I think they're 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 getting. I don't know. I think they're just about they're on par with their slower stuff. I, although for sure, I felt for that sure. this was a uh, a bit more. I don't know, diverse in sound. Like they were able to do more with the slower songs, so they they were really building upon a, a foundation that they'd already had. Although, you know, those weren't really the standout tracks from their previous work. It was the faster pace songs. So you have things like uh, the electric version, for example, off of uh, Twin Cinema, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So you have the faster songs really coming across as, as being the biggest ones. But, they, I mean, they do work. The slow songs do work in about every way possible. Like Myriad Harbor and Challengers was an example of a great slow song, or at least it starts slow. And just finishes completely strong. And I think they do it again with this album. Mm-hmm. Any other? Sarah, you uh, you were going to say something. <laughs> uh, in the slower songs, the instruments grab more of my attention than the vocals. And like Valkyrie and the Roller Disco had really pretty piano. Totally. And I thought it was so funny because when you hear that title, you're just like, oh man, I'm in for some power pop. Yeah. And then it was just very slow. It was nice. But I just love the the how they are able to throw in these really orchestral sounds. Oh, totally. They just, oh, they're so good. It's, it adds a complete new element to to the album as a whole. And they've, they've done it in the past, and it's worked in the past, and it works again here. I was really, really uh, satisfied listening to this album. There weren't any points that really threw me off too much. I I didn't really care for Sweet Talk, Sweet Talk. Mm-hmm. And um, a bite out of my bed, or the two I didn't. I liked a bite out of my bed. I wrote it down as good transition from the last song and favorite of my last few. Really, but then again, um, sweet talk, sweet talk was before that. Oh, and also Silver yeah. Jenny Dollar, the first one I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, well, the lyrics are not the best. Well, but... I, I don't know. I just wasn't crazy about the song in general. Oh, okay. But... So... It felt really safe. <laughs> I could see. I could see how you're saying that. Like, the chorus was that swingy back and forth, la, la, la kind of chorus that they kept going back to. Yeah, you could you could even go, I think some people would go so as far as saying it was lazy. Okay. Could you see that happening? People going, oh, I well, just that didn't was... think it was impressive. There, there's so many things that stand out on the album that this wasn't even just like, okay, that song's mundane. It's just like, uh, if if every song on the album were like that one, it wouldn't be a very good album. Thankfully, I you know I'm I'm glad that they don't stick to the same kind of power pop formula, because a lot of a lot of bands that consider themselves power pop kind of get in the crutch of keeping the same sound over and over and over again, and they usually do this from album to album. But thankfully, the new pornographers don't fall in that same category. They're able to diversify diversify things within the album themselves, uh, and. I yeah, think it's I think the way that they have a sound is very similar to the way that MGMT does also. And could you see that? Not no, not not that they I are know. like MGMT. I don't think their music's at all alike. No, they don't but they're consistent it. with their sound as as they change, right? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, because I mean you think about if you heard MGMT's new album, you would definitely recognize it as MGMT just from like the vocals and the style of the music. Mm-hmm. But it, on the other hand, it, it would not 
be that album is not at all relatable to their previous one. So I think in the same way that I would recognize a new pornographer's song just from like having the same vibe in the vocals. And you think about, I guess, vocalists can be pretty unique, but at the same time, there's hundreds, thousands of vocalists. Now, you, you mentioned, you said unrecognizable from the previous album, like the MGMT switchover. It's it's recognizable as the artist, but you could see it the overall being in a different subcategory okay. in a different album. But I didn't see that with this one. I, I see these in the same category, in the same subcategory. I, I think they have really similar sounds. Um, and they're both they're both great in the sounds. Now I actually like this one a lot more than Challengers. I liked Challengers, but mm. I think there was more of an emphasis on the slower stuff in Challengers. Not saying that that's bad. It's just you know I like I like upbeat. I like the the electric version esque new pornographers, and they they kind of bring along that, but they add that orchestral element to it that just just blows away the sound. Mm-hmm. Cool. Are we done? <laughs> All right. Oh, well, and oh, you want to say something else? One very awesome, noteworthy whistling solo in Crash Years. Yes. That's, yes. That was definitely whistling a point solo I to make. in Crash Years. That was such a sing along song. I liked it. <laughs> I kind of see. I like catching out lyrics. Like I liked when they kept calling it the Eternity Blues and stuff. I, just, I thought um, that was a clever song. Also. I actually pulled a lyric from that one too. It said, "You're you are a living doll. You are ruined." So I thought that was cool as like you don't you don't want to be like I don't know. <laughs> you don't need to describe uh, my it. Metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So You need to uh, think for yourself, I think is what they were trying to say with that to finish my sentence. Could feel that. <laughs> All right, so let's get to some last impressions. We're gonna wrap up here a little bit quicker than usual. Okay. All right, first impressions, new pornographers together. Um Listen. definitely album I would go back to. Uh if you've listened to previous new pornographers. I think that you will also enjoy this album. I think that their slower songs were really awesome surprise um, for me because I I really haven't heard their slower songs before, and also a really um, awesome showcase of Nico's talent um, for sure. So I would definitely recommend this album and would definitely play it on my show if I had it anymore. So, <laughs> Sarah, um, yeah, the the harmonies, vocals all over the album were really great, and it's. Everything was different enough, again, with the vocals. And for the rest of the parts of the music, I really liked the beginning and I really liked the end of the CD. And I recommend going out and checking it out. Yeah, this is definitely one of their better efforts. Um, they hit on almost every level possible. Uh, they, they're keeping along with the new pornographer's sound. They don't change too much distinctly, although you kind of see them moving more along the lines of that Challenger sound away from that Twin Cinema sound. Um, if you're a fan of the new pornographers, you're definitely going to like this one. The beats are, I don't want to say beats, but uh, the <laughs> melodies between uh, the female and male vocals are absolutely spot on. Uh, this is a super pop album, to say the least, and I loved it. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, we've been agreeing on albums it's way too weird. much. It's kind of weird. We need another Matt Pond PA. <laughs> <laughs> or even a Dr. Dog, whatever. Or even a Dr. Dog. But yeah. that man, Dr. Dog, that threw me <laughs> off so badly. You have no idea. I thought you were going to love that album. Yeah. You know what's really funny is um, the one the one song that uh, dressed up like a pillow because she's all, whatever that one is yeah bed yeah and it had been stuck in my head for like a week after it's, it's such an earworm song. and I was like I feel like it's haunting me because I gave it a bad review I mean 
I should I should say like going back, I have really started to um, enjoy that album more than I did the first time I reviewed it. But I do stick to some of the things I said. Shadow people, I do not like that song at all. All right, fine. Well, we'll, we'll right, leave fine. the Doctor Dog comments <laughs> for that show. You can always go back and download it. Um, if you want a quick link, tinyurl.com forward slash WKNC sound off will take you directly to the iTunes page. Um, I think we, with that, we're going to wrap up another edition of Sound Off. Uh, I'm Michael Jones, once again, also known as DJ Ones. Uh, and alongside me, I have Kirsten Southwell, also known as DJ Vice. I'm on the radio Mondays, five to seven, but summer's about to start, so not not till the fall. Not for so, a while. Yeah. And I'm Sarah Hager, also known as Serenade. I do the post rock block with some other DJs, and I will not be there for a little while, but I plan on coming back to it six to eight on Sundays. All right, and uh, just a quick heads up. Uh, next week, we are going to be reviewing Broken Social Scenes Forgiveness Rock Record. And instead of doing the news, kind of the way that we've, we're reviewing these uh, two albums, we're going to recap some of the things that we have been listening to lately. Um, but again, if you would ever like to hear a certain album get reviewed, you can email us, soundoff at wknc.org, or for updates about what we will be reviewing um, or fake facts about me, you can check out us on Twitter and follow us. We are at WKNC Sound Off. And I think with that, we're going to sound off for another episode. Thanks for listening.